today. It is good to be at New Life Deep Creek. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I am excited, of course, always excited to be here as part of the global month at New Life because I love the way that New Lifers come out for global month and for our global conference. I love the way you all respond to, um, to the global conference. Uh, on Friday night, you filled the hall. There were, there were no seats available. Uh, yesterday, there were new lifers who came to receptions where they heard what God was doing through the work of the missionaries around the world and um, coming into services today to find out what is God's heart for the nations. Um, why do new lifers respond like this to, uh, to the message of God's heart for the nations? Because we, uh, our highest desire really is to know him and to make him known. We can't possibly know uh, our father unless we know his heart for the nations. And um, so this year, our theme verse happens to be a very special verse for me because it was the verse that propelled me to the unreached uh, Mongolian people 23 years ago. <clears throat> so um, the verse is, and you can show my first slide, the verse, as you well know, is, it has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where he was not known and not to build on another man's foundation. Uh, I had been going in and out doing evangelistic teams throughout the world. Um, I worked as a translator. Um, I worked as an occupational therapist on some of these teams, and I loved what I was doing. So why was there a dissatisfaction in my heart? What was wrong? I couldn't put my finger on it until my eyes fell on this scripture. And I realized that I had been preaching the gospel to those who had heard before. And I began to have a revelation that there were those that lived in dark places throughout the world who had no access to the gospel. Sometimes I, I think that the greatest injustice is the injustice that there are people who have no opportunity to hear of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. To me, it feels like a crime. And so I, um, I went to Mongolia 23 years ago with a vision to carry the gospel to the unreached. Um, when I heard the go of God, uh, it was not easy. My mother cried and she said, you will destroy our family. My father scolded, and I thought to myself, what am I doing? And yet there was a go in my heart that uh, I could not deny. I thought about those who had never heard the gospel, but I also thought about the fact that Jesus Christ, that our Lord and Savior deserves the worship of, of 
every tongue, tribe, and nation. And so that go kept propelling me to Mongolia. Did I have any idea that God, what God would do with my yes? I had no concept. You can go to the next slide, please. Um, but today, there are four vibrant ministries for vulnerable children, one for abandoned uh, children. Uh, our children's place is a place where they, uh, uh, children are housed and cared for and loved. Um, and this year, uh, we have had a foster family raised up, a couple who have come to us and said, we want to foster five of the children because we believe that family is where the healing can begin for these children. We have a developmental center for special needs children. Uh, this is a particularly um, happy place for me because we are able to train parents where there are no therapy services. We're able to train them to um, care for their own children, but we're also able to give them the hope of the gospel. Our other projects, one is a a uh, program for a tutoring program for academically challenged children and another is to care for families so that their their children will not drop out of school and head to the streets um, each one of these have come because the Lord spoke to Dr. Browning, Dr. Rita Browning and myself that we were to use the skills that God had given us to open the door for the gospel among among the unreached. And you know, um, even though the go was not, uh, was not easy, it certainly has been ble blessed and has been a blessing to us. Um, I never imagined that there would be a church raised up in not only in Ulaanbaatar, but a church in the middle of the Gobi Desert and you can, see, you can see it on the next slide. The church in the Gobi Desert is thriving today um, because a woman brought her daughter to our developmental center. This woman had been steeped in Buddhism and her, and her father was a Buddhist monk and yet um, she, she uh, gave birth to a child with disabilities and found herself at the Reaching the Light Center in Ulaanbaatar. And over the course of time, she received Jesus and also received the call to pastor the church in the Gobi Desert. Today, they have a vision for going out, stretching out their cords and strengthening their stakes uh, in their own province, in the provinces um, beyond them, and also in the um, nations that border Mongolia. This year, the Lord has blessed them with a car so that they can actually travel six to eight hours to some of the house churches that they are overseeing. In the brutal winter months, to have a secure, safe vehicle is an amazing thing. We've prayed for it for years, and some of you were part of making that happen. So these are some of the blessings that have come to us. Did I ever imagine that, that personally God would bless me as he has? Um, three of the finest young people on the face of the earth call me mom today. And that is a blessing that I, I, can't, I can't count for you. Um, 
when I heard my go, I had no idea that I would be standing here 23 years later saying, wow, look what God has done. You know, the Apostle Paul heard the go of God. And um, we can read about it in Acts 22, verses 17 through 21. Okay. And it says... Uh, Paul is talking about uh, not only, he's talking about a, a previous time in his life. After his conversion, he had come back to Jerusalem and there were those who were opposing his message and they wanted to kill him. And so he had a vision and this is what he's talking about in these verses. When I returned to Jerusalem and was praying at the temple, I fell into a trance and saw the Lord speaking to me. Quick, he said, Leave Jerusalem immediately because the people here will not accept your testimony about me. And so what does Paul do? A nice Jewish man, he argues with God. He says, Lord, I replied, these people know that I went from one synagogue to another to imprison and beat those who believe in you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I stood there giving my approval and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. What is he saying? He's saying, Lord, this is my effective place of ministry. These people know who I am. They belong to the same culture. We speak the same language. They knew who I was before. They know who I am now. This is the effective place for me to share your gospel. And what does the Lord respond to him? Go. I will send you far away to the Gentiles. These words reverberate in my heart today. Go. I will send you far away. Today we talk about the unreached and the unengaged. Those for whom no one, no one is, is, trying to, is trying to reach. And we find out that so many of them are far, far away. This, this word Gentile means nations, ethnos. And in the Greek it says the faraway nations. I will send you to the faraway nations. Oh my, they are far away. Today the unreached are very far away from us culturally, from, uh, from us religiously, obviously, from um, us geographically. We cross mountains, we wade through rivers, we ride on, on uh, roads like these roads uh, to reach them. They are far away in distance, but far away in many other ways. And so we think, Lord, surely, surely there's another way. Surely this is not the way for us to reach the many thousands of people, groups that need to be reached before the Lord Jesus comes back. Maybe there is a better way. Uh, Maybe God will give them dreams and visions and they, they can hear the voice of the Lord Jesus saying to them, I am Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And certainly, the Father of Mercies does that, doesn't he? 
He does give people dreams and visions, but he says to us, go. Maybe the nations will come to our doorstep and we can host them and welcome them into our home and share our lives with them and they will come to know the love of Christ for themselves. And certainly, God is doing that. But he says to us, go. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Maybe there will be a ripple effect. And you know, as we come to the Lord, we can just... Uh, ripple it over to those who are close to us and we can speak to them about the Lord Jesus and then that'll ripple over to the next one and certainly Jesus does this the Lord of the harvest can do this and yet he says to us go what do we do with that and who started all of this about the unreached people? Anyway, it seems to be all the buzz in, in missions today, unreached people and unengaged people. Who started that? Some clever mission agency? No, it was our Heavenly Father, creator of heaven and earth, who, from the beginning of time, so loved the world. Not us. Not those just next door. He loves the world. And he has shed his love abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so from the very beginning, God has unfolded his plan for the nations to us. It began, he began to unpack it with Abraham when he said, um, I will bless you and you will be a blessing to all nations. And through you, all nations will be blessed. And then we see it throughout the Old Testament. If you look back from our theme scripture in, in Romans 15, you'll find that Paul is making a case for the unreached. He's making a case for those who have never heard. And he uses Old Testament scriptures. Scriptures like this. Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles, the ethnos, the nations. I will sing the praises of your name. That's from Psalms. He says, rejoice you Gentiles with his people. That's from Deuteronomy. He says, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the peoples extol him. And finally, he says, the root of Jesse will spring up. From the root of Jesse will spring up one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him, the Gentiles will hope. And that's from the book of Isaiah. Paul takes every division of the Old Testament, the law, the prophets, the songs, and he says, my friends, God's heart is for the ethnos of the world. Those who are a particular, have particular language and cultural, uh, these language and cultural entities, these ethnos of the world have always been God's heart. Uh, and, and so, you know, today he challenges us, new life, with this verse from Isaiah uh, 49. I will make you 
as a light for the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. I want us to put our name in there. Corporately, as New Life Church, New Life, God will make us a light for the nations, that his salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. And we can put our own names in there as well. Margie, God will make you as a light to the nations that his salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. But you say, oh, Margie, <laughs> that is a very tall order. I don't know. I don't know about you, but that is an overwhelming order, uh, an overwhelming task for us. Where does it begin? Where do I go? What kind of language am I going to have to speak? Where will I get the visa to cross the border? How will I do it? What kind of food am I going to have to eat? That's a good question. Well, here's how it happens. We say yes to God, not because we're saying, okay, Lord, I've got this. What we are saying is, Jesus, you are more than enough. You are Lord of the harvest, and you are the great El Shaddai, and you can do anything with anyone, and I'm here to tell you that is the truth. I can't tell you that he'll do for you what he did for me. I, I, I know one thing, though. He will be faithful to you, and I can tell you he will be with you. Oh, thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. And so here is how it has happened for me most recently. We, um, we began, to, we initiated a Bible curriculum in our de developmental center. And uh, it is designed to, to be able to teach the Bible stories from creation through redemption to and who have disabilities and their parents, because ours is a parent training uh, program. So uh, we began to initiate this program so that every part of their therapy would spring from that Bible story. And so when we started it, I said, oh Lord, I believe that you've given us this vision as a bridge to effectively share the gospel with those who do not know, with these parents. And uh, Lord, would you, would you please give me some confirmation of that? And so we started our first week um, with the Bible curriculum, and um, our teacher was telling the story of creation and the activities that the children engaged in that week had to do with creation. And the mothers were hearing it. And one mother came to our teacher, and she had lots of questions and she, um, uh, our teacher said to her, you know, the story that I'm telling the children is not a, chi a children's story. It is the story of redemption. It is the story of creation. It is a story for all of us. And so, of course, the mother had more questions after that. And um, she came back the next day and asked questions. She came back the third day and asked more questions. And finally, she said, okay, I'm ready. I want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. You know, God will give us creative ways. He will give us unusual ways to share the gospel. 
He said, out of the mouths of babes and, and infants, I have ordained praise. Our developmental center is full of babes and infants and children who have difficulty sitting up. And yet, God is bringing his glory through them. So the thing that we have to ask ourselves today is, has the heart of God been satisfied? Here we stand at 2,000 years after he ascended and he gave the command to go therefore and make disciples of all ethnos. Has his heart been satisfied? Well, there are still thousands and thousands of groups who have never heard. And uh, we carry that light in us. Is he enough to carry it through us? Is he enough to answer all of our questions and to fill in all of the blanks and, and to go before us as he promises he will? I don't know what the go, the go of God is for you today. It might be to go to your prayer closet. It might be to, to uh, go and, and be a tutor with uh, the LAC. It might be to volunteer in the Dream Center. It might be to go to, on a short-term trip. But are you willing to hear the go of God and to say yes, to open the door for what God might have for those who have never heard. New life, I believe you are because I've seen you do it. I've experienced you do it over 23 years of supporting, encouraging, praying, coming, sending. You have shown that you are willing to stand in faith for the heart of God for the nations. And so in closing, I want to thank you. And I would like to not only thank you, but to bless you in the name of Jesus, um, to bless you for what you have done, not only in Mongolia, not only for this one, but for so many. Father, in the name of Jesus, I praise you and I thank you for what you are doing throughout the earth. And I thank you for these, our family who have stood with us day in and day out, supported us and encouraged us. I know there are many on the field who do not have this kind of support and I am grateful. Now I pray that you would pour back into their lives everything that they have given and that you would restore vision and insight, Lord God, and that you would refresh them in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.